What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam G. Sager, at Sean Unfiltered, uh, at Believe Network, and uh, also at Believe Sports. You can get all their content. Uh, I've been listening to a couple different shows on the Believe Network. The one I love is with Lendell White and Chris Johnson. I, yeah, I, they get after it. Don't yeah, they? they get after it. They, you know, they they don't care. They they'll say whatever they feel about anything. Like they were ripping Micah Parsons for bitching about the block by Leonard Fournette. I mean, and then they're turning around ripping on you know another player. Like they just don't care. They just tell it like it is, and and it's refreshing because all the dumbass hot take stuff we see all the time. Yep. My man Lenny, he uh, he got on. Uh, they got after old uh, uh, Hackett, Denver, to coach for the decision too. Yeah. Um, and listen, when Fournette unloaded on Parsons is a great player and stuff, but the, don't tell me. And and I saw, I think it was Vaughn Miller who said we have to take that block out. Yep. No, we don't. No, no, we don't. That's called a chip block. It's been around as long as football's been on. Guy gets him, gets off, and then Fournette jumped out of his damn cleats yeah that was just one of the chris and chris and lenny do a good job yeah that was just one of the best chip blocks we've ever seen i mean hell yeah took him out of the play exactly like you're supposed to well 250 pounds knocked the piss out of it dude come on man it was and parsons is hell that may be the only way you can block his ass he's so good right yeah oh 100 the only way you can block him yeah that dude's a freak show so led fournette's probably thinking let me get this in while I can because I ain't gonna block him in space. So right, you take care of his upper body, then the left tackle. You get off him and let me go thump. And boy, did he! I mean, yeah, his cleats were on the ground. He jumped out of him so hard, man. That was yeah, yeah. But I, those guys, yeah, Chris and Lendell do a good job. Yeah, they're, awesome. they're fun. Uh, we got a ton to talk about today. Great game last night. I mean, I say great. It was close game, twenty-seven twenty-four. We'll get into that here in just a second. Uh, we'll run through. You know, what the hell happened in college football last weekend? And we'll look ahead to uh, some decent games this weekend. Uh, and before we really get into conference play, and, and I think things will take off from there. And then an interesting weekend of NFL football we got coming, ending with a doubleheader on Monday night, which I didn't realize till today. So that's always fun when you get two yep. games on Monday night. But as always, the show is uh, brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, and I'm gonna bet a bunch of them. Say, yeah, Saturdays yeah. and Sundays are my get after it. I got after it last night, and the best place to do it right here is Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, and those are important. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, and combat sports, esports, and even golf. Hell yeah, I bet on golf like to bet on myself, but I just don't win enough money with it. Um, bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. All are there. Uh, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today also and make your first sports bet. Use promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-50. That's BLEAV. I say BLEAV just for the betting part. It's BLEAV but it's spelled capital B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.com. BetOnline is where the game starts. Yeah, and always as always, thank you to BetOnline. Yeah, you said you, awesome. don't like, you don't like betting on yourself on the golf course. I know. I used to kick your ass all the time. You better get on these <laughs> nuts. <laughs> 
We're, well, I don't we gotta, play enough to bet on myself, and I'm sure it's still not giving money away for free. That's too easy for people to take my money out there. No, no way. kidding, right? If I'm but, stupid. I'll, I'm the guy who's like 272 and thinks I'm going to hit a three wood to four right. feet, right? You're like, like a pro. Would, yeah. You're right. like, we got to let him get off the green first. Yeah, that guy, right? That guy. And one out of every hundred shots, you'll, you'll, you'll smoke it, right? And you'll right. get up there, okay. And it just keeps saying, well, you you know it's a 580 yard par five or 560 and you hit a great drive oh i can get there and everybody the pros the single digit right. handicaps are like no dude you're 270 that, then there's water surrounding it don't, don't do that lay up <laughs> lay and up play smart. <laughs> oh no 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 let me do this and i end up there they end up hitting it the 100 yards they hit a sand wedge in and they make birdie <laughs> and i got and i'm taking a snowman to the next right. green there you yeah. go yeah uh, delusional golf, right. very frustrating very frustrating sport but we need to get out to Arizona, plan a trip out there, and as, don't ask me twice, brother. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow when you're ready. Yep, sounds good. All right, getting into uh, the NFL. Last night we had the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, you know, tried to get that team to come back. Uh, got hit, hurt the ribs. Obviously, I mean, at one point he could have walked for a first down and instead just kind of threw the ball two yards down. Uh, you could tell how much pain, and th- but then he comes back and fires a 25 yard strike on a ball that <laughs> nobody you else handed that throw. doll though. You, yeah. You could have handed that ball, to the receiver, if you'd have walked out and given it to him with nobody on, against air. I watched okay. that play three times plus the damn high or replays. And I still didn't, I, I didn't understand how the ball got in there. That's called the epitome of throwing a dude open, man. That's and if you remember, incredible. yeah, you're right. The, the play before he throws, I'm thinking, how's this guy? He doesn't run for the yeah. first down. They drop back on fourth down. That guy loves fourth down because he oh, doesn't miss does. on fourth down. And he throws that post-rip shot where it's like, you get your ass out of here. And bam. We saw, listen, these two dudes last night are throwing balls to windows in certain places. You're like, like the scramble, like the climb the pocket on the run drop shot that he hit Watson with Mahomes. Yep. And then this throw by who was probably playing at about 60% near the end of the game um, in Herbert. It, it's ridiculous, man. But that that was a gut, gutty performance. I thought they were feeling each other out in the first half. Sakes, not taking a lot of shots. Quarterback sufficient. But you're so right, man. Neither one of them have to prove how good they are. And neither one of them have to prove how tough they are. This is going to be a fun rivalry to watch for a long time. But they for made sure. some hellified throws. And the Chiefs, yeah, so much for when I, I think it was uh, – Bart Scott, who said, oh, nobody fears Patrick Mahomes anymore. Your ass. Okay. Bart Scott. <laughs> I needs do, a, and I don't have to play against him. Yeah. Bart Scott needs to, to, to stop talking. Uh, another one of those hot take bullshit guys that just, just stop him from talking, please. He just says the most <laughs> asinine shit I've ever heard. Like the, yesterday, I think yesterday or the day before, he's bashing the Bears, who won. Uh, the, the 49ers, who have a great team outside their quarterback, uh, I think it was the Rams basically saying all three of these teams just stink, blah, blah, blah. And then the next breath, he's talking about how good the New York Jets are. I'm like, what the f- fuck are you talking about? They just had Joe Flacco he through 59 there. times. I, I get it. Yeah, he but played there. You're just yeah. a, I don't see you out here, you know, being like Kirk Cousins is fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> you yeah, tell no, it like no, it is. No. You don't need. You're not going to. You're not going to get that. Now, he played like him last week, but you got to do that for about right. 22 more years it, to, to yeah, prove that. So. Exactly. Not happening. But uh, I'm I not thought, on their damn payroll anymore, Sigs. Exactly. Shit, Vikings aren't paying me anymore. I don't have to kiss anybody's ass. Exactly. They played their ass off last week. Yes, Let's slow did. our roll now. 
Uh, but going back to the game last night, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say there should have been Mahomes himself should have had five interceptions. I, I mean, it, 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 Asante Samuel dropped one that was directly. I still question if he dropped it. I think it was an interception. They overturned almost it. Felt like he had. A, I, I almost felt like he had a grip on it. And don't they say if you control it, it but the ball. If you have control of it, when it, I felt like both hands were around the football. I did too. I, 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 I didn't and feel I didn't like see the a big ground juggle. helped him catch it. Right. Right. I, I was with you. I was shocked. I was actually shocked they overturned it because I didn't see the ball juggle. The ground did not help him retain possession. Exactly. He had pos- the ground just got in the way. I thought he had a grip on it, but that's neither here nor there. But you're right. They threw some air throws last night. Yeah. And then the, the other one where um, Samuel picked him off and they called defensive pass interference. Uh, on on the deep shot by Mahomes, that was clearly. I mean, you see the replay; it was clear offensive pass interference. I and mean, the offensive guy just grabbed him and ripped him back. And, right. and you Brought know, it's just. Yep. I know we. I, I don't like bitching about refs. They make a lot of mistakes, but they make a lot of calls that you're like, "How did they even see that?" And right. and I know it's a very tough job to do, but you can't miss an open field like that. Like that could change the game. That's that's giving the chargers, you know, a, a, a chance to go down and score. And, and Justin Herbert made some terrible throws as well, including after he was hurt, that one that, uh, he threw, threw on I the gig route to Mike Williams. Or he threw it to three guys over the middle late in the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like there was, you couldn't see Mike Williams if you were Justin Herbert and he's throwing it in there. So, yeah, and yet the interception he threw for the pick six segs, the receiver okie doke him. You cannot do that yeah. in the red zone. The tight end. He went out like and I know he was exhausted from the play right, of, right. the play before. What, now what do you think about he that? Start- what do you think about the exhaustion part? Because you know, he's tapping his and Herbert's trying to hurry up. And I don't feel like they needed to hurry yeah. up. Yeah, he didn't did need to hurry up. I'm twofold on it, Sigs. They did not need to hurry up. Um, but they needed to be urgent, not hurry. Big difference, right? In my yeah. mind, especially when you're thinking quarterback. But here's what I don't like, Sig. Knowing the situation, I understand it's a physical hard game, but in that situation, mindset has to tell my tight end receiver running back that when we make a big play and we get down the field there, you can't tap out, man. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, you just can't think tap out. I know you may be tired, but you're right, hurried. But the, just the whole thing. Listen, if there's eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and you well, go ahead, man, we'll go ahead and did. I think it was the whole thing and throughout the entire game they were trying when it was a change of possession yeah trying to play fast right they were trying to tempo it up the whole time so you, well, you can't it's hard for me as a coach to say it's like dude don't tap out you got to run all the way from the five yard line back here stay there and get it done but and if that was the reason why mentally he made the wrong decision because everybody's going to look at it and say oh what was herbert thinking says when he went outside one thing you can't do as a receiver the quarterback sees leverage when you understand leverage, if he's on the outside shoulder and you take a step out, he's expecting you to play leverage. He's going to – and you saw the throw. matter of fact, the first throw of the game, I think, to Mike Williams, he hit Williams on the yeah. inside where the leverage – dude, if you don't throw it there, he can't get it. Right. I mean, he hit him on a shoulder, reading underneath coverage. That That's the only place the ball could have been placed. So what I saw was what Herbert saw. You started to sit inside, and at the last second, put your foot in the ground and whipped back outside, and the corner – I mean, the, the guy covering you, whether it was, I think it was the corner of safety, I can't remember who it was. It was corner. He, yeah, yeah, corner, right? He, was it Watson? Yeah, the, the, the rookie, the seventh round right. rookie. Right, that's exactly right. And he, when you put your foot in the ground, that's where Herbert down there, because it's a tight window fit anyway, was going to stick it to you. 
and you, you whipped, you started to whip back out. You got to be decisive. It says it'd be the same, same as if, you know, how you'll see a down at the five or, you know, inside the 10, you'll see a slant route at the goal line, the three-step slant where they're running and you hit them in the window and you see Rogers used to throw that to, yep. to Jordy Nelson all the time, all the time. Well, if the receiver starts his run, their job, even zone or man is to run through. You, you don't get to pick the damn window, the quarterback. You get If it's not the first one, do you keep running through? Run your ass through the tunnel out the back of the end zone. And you'll see young guys, sometimes guys will run, and then they'll stop because they see, think Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, he won a slant. They'll stop or slow down. Now, they didn't there, but I'm just trying to get people yeah, yeah. visual. And because you see somebody in your vision, and the quarterback's thrown to a window, he, he's not expecting you to stop. So – that's not now on a zone whip out or one of those things, but this is on, on a slant. You got to run through it. And on that one, once you make the commitment to sit with leverage on the outside, inside, you can't fool the quarterback. And that's exactly what happened. So he threw it there, fooled, and ended up in, in, in the worst thing that could have happened is a pick six at 99 yards. So, but there were some errant throws. Now, like I said, we'll take some of the errant throws considering the shit that they put into oh, the tight sure. windows, which yeah. is phenomenal, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, great win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Gets them to two and zero, and you know what? That's what you got to do in the NFL is win games that maybe you shouldn't, or win games where you don't play well. And, and win and them early too. Sakes, exactly. Right? Win them in September. Yeah, exactly. September games matter just as much as December games because the record Amen. doesn't. You know, it's not like or December wins are worth two or a win and a half that can get. You know, win them early. Right. You don't and, get bonuses build, in the yeah, regular season, especially right. against division rivals. You know, going out there and beating a division rival, that's big because, you know, it could come up later in the year where, uh, you know, it, it could make the difference between being the two seed or the six seed. And think about this, Segs, in that game. They played there. The, the Chargers have had a little – I mean, the last two times they've been there, I think they beat them both yeah, times. both times. In their building. Yep. Now, you look at the schedules of both of those teams. This is going – this game last night is huge. People say, how can a game in a second week of – season because i'm telling you it's going to be the last week of the season that that division settled i yeah. fully believe that it's and the, 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 the friggin Chiefs schedule is brutal i know i mean they got their next eight games is like teams that all had winning records i mean it's 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 like you talk about relentless shit that they got to deal with the chargers have a much easier now i don't know if there's anything called easy in the nfl a much easier go of it so something tells me along the line, Segs, you're going to see the Chargers even that thing, and they're going to be running through, and then December's going to show up, and you're going to say, remember when we made that play and Mahomes threw a sidearm pitch as he scrambling out for the touchdown, and we got the 99-yard pick six? It's coming down to late in the season, and winning that game in the division against what I think is a, a no-doubt playoff team in the Chargers and a chance to go deep into the playoffs because they yep. got the quarterback and they got – and Derwin James is just about as good at his Ooh. position as Herbert is at his. Yeah. He's a freak. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Win early so you can have a little leeway late. And just to validate your point there on the Chiefs' schedule, you know, they played week one against the Cardinals, who are a good football team. We don't know how good of a football team they are, but we know they're good. They didn't – you know, they started last year so well, and then they fell off. But they're a good football team. Then you – last night you beat the Chargers. Now you go – to the Colts, to the Bucks, home against the Raiders, home against the Bills, at San Francisco, who hopefully Trey Lance is playing much better, or you know what, Jimmy G's in, and we know how good they are with him. Then you play Tennessee, who I think will be better as the season goes. You got the Jags, which is a nice little off week. And then you got the Chargers, Rams, Bengals. 
I mean, that is absolutely brutal for the Kansas City yes. Chiefs. But you know what? It, you take away Tyreek Hill, and they're still making plays down the field. They're finding different weapons. And, you know, they bring in a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, who's not a deep threat, who's more of an underneath guy, and they've somewhat changed their offense to fit their personnel and use Smith-Schuster closer to the line of scrimmage and use Kelsey a little bit deeper now. It, you know, I love the way that Andy Reid is just changing the offense along with, with Eric Bieniemy and using guys different ways. He's the best on the planet, Segs, in my opinion, Andy Reid is. Yeah at catering to his talent structure, the people that are in the building, and without being ego and prideful, saying this is my offense, this is how we're going to do it, I don't give a shit about the talent or what our strengths or weaknesses are. He's been doing that since Mahomes walked into the building. Andy Reid's always been a West Coast offense guy. Now, we're at the time in football now where we really don't have a, you know, you're vertical, they're a vertical stretch team. They can play horizontal football. They West Coast offense, you know, RPO. They they do play action, you know, inside zone, outside zone. Everything they do, everybody's quite frankly, there's about eight different systems mixed, right? Yeah, it's all a big mesh. It's all in a big melting pot right now, right? But some can't get out of their old habits. They can't. Andy Reid saw, oh, this guy's here. I'm going to get in the shotgun more. I'm going to do some fun stuff because he's magical and can do some stuff on shovel, all the stuff. Spread out, three tight ends, no tight ends, empty, throw the ball to the back, sprint right, throw 60 yards, all the things that you do that aren't just the West Coast long verbiage, get in and out of the huddle, let's go play. And he does it, and all of a sudden you lose the speedster. Okay, Hardman, you're going to take that one. We're going to work this guy underneath. Kelsey, you're going to do what you do. We'll add two more tight ends to the mix. And you, I mean, no matter where you look, Andy Reid adjusts. Andy Reid's got, for a great coach, He's got about the least amount of ego for a Hall of Fame coach that I, honest to God, yeah. that I've seen because he he's been enough. He's won enough games where he could say he's a hundred over hundred games over five hundred yep. sakes, a hundred. So I applaud him for every level of every step of the way in his career. He is catered to what his skill set is, and that's hard for some ego prone coaches to do. Yeah, and and that's why he's been to as many Super Bowls as he has, and and now won one. So, you know, credit to him is guys keep changing. Coaches keep leaving, taking other jobs. And, you know, it's kind of like Bill Belichick, where a lot of those guys go. They can't replicate what Andy Reid does. They get fired and they end up back with him. And that's exactly and, right. You know, that cycle keeps continuing. Uh, looking at the you rest of the NFL. Your guy, Matt Nagy. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Nagy. He tried to go. He tried to be Andy Reid, but he's also one that couldn't get out of his mind of running it a certain way. He could not take the, you know, what he had and use it and build a system around his talent. The talent yep. had to work in his system or it didn't work. And that's, that's where the great coaches are, are different. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. Oh, we got to change for that guy. Okay, cool. For the team. No problem. I'll, uh, my coaches are supposed to be able to coach anything. Right. That's the way I look at it. And when you try to, you know, you ain't throwing a, if you're, Getting Drew Brees in his late in his career, you're not throwing a vertical passing exactly. game. You got the best horizontal passer in the history yeah. of football, accuracy wise. But if you try to do it the other way around, you end up getting fired. And, and Matt Nagy's not a bad coach. Matt Nagy just needs to do what Josh McDaniels did. He's got to shift his paradigms yeah. and do more of what Andy does of adjusting, not just because Andy Reid wins and you're one of his assistants. Right. That's what he's going to have to do next time around. All right. Looking at the rest of week two in the NFL, I just 
throwing out some uh, some of the better games I thought were this weekend. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Uh, you know, it's Tampa Bay is just a team full of weapons, and I feel like New Orleans is the team to compete with them in that division if there's going to be any competition. Uh, do you think? I mean, this game's in New Orleans, which always is a harder place to play in the NFL. Uh, I mean, do you give the Saints any chance? I know it's an NFL and anything can happen, but yep. Tom Brady and this team just seems to be rolling. Right, and New Orleans, Dennis Allen's defense has given them Brady more fits than anybody yep. in the NFC since he's been in the NFC. I think they're one in three or something against him, and that one win was in Tampa. And and they've had to, I mean, for the most, and those losses, I mean, it's been a fist fight, and they've had yeah. to battle, man. And they just, for some reason, it's that, but here's the difference in this game. I, I I got Tampa Bay winning. I think it's I don't think it's a blowout. And there's enough talent on New Orleans team to win. And as long as your guy Winston protects the football, and they've got a really good defense. So, but the difference in this game, Brady will be a difference. He'll he'll he's going to play. He'll do what Tom Brady does. I would imagine the defense of Tampa will be the difference in this one. Yeah, I, I believe. I, I mean, we talk about everything else. Saints defense. What will James be? Camara and all the weapons and and Tom's weapons and everything else and great quarterback matters. But I think the way that Tampa's defense flies around, I, I think that a couple turnovers will be the difference. Now, if Tampa plays average offense and doesn't get off their defense, doesn't get off the field, we're looking at a different thing. Cause that is a tough building to play in, but it's not Drew Brees, even though I know that Jameis Winston's a good player, but Brady, there's, there's a big gap between those two and Tampa knows that. And that's hence why they went and got Brady and won a Super Bowl. I'm going to take Tampa in a close one. This may be a touchdown difference, Segs. I don't think it's a blowout, but it's the, the Tampa difference will be will be their defense getting a short field turnover somehow for, against New Orleans. Yeah, and then moving on, another game that you know is is going to be interesting because it's a team trying to create their identity, and that's the Miami Dolphins traveling to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, I think. Miami's defense is underrated. They're still trying to get a little bit healthy, but they're fast. They fly around. Uh, I'm not saying you could shut down Lamar Jackson because that's almost impossible, but they have the corners that are very dangerous there in Miami. And I think that, uh, you know, they got speed at the safety position to be able to handle Lamar's speed in space that at least can make a difference. Uh, this is a very interesting game. And then obviously Tua trying to build with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Gasecki and all these other weapons he's got, I think this is a big game for Miami in terms of where they stand in the AFC. Monster game for week two. It really is to me. Yeah. You're coming off a really good momentum game at home last week. But here is why and what everybody wants to find out. Okay, Tua, you got a playoff team you're playing against. Mm -hmm. You guys have a playoff roster yourself. You were really good and accurate with the football last week. Now, Baltimore, different story. They've got a they've got a playmaking quarterback. Uh, they got a, they'll always fly around. They're physical always. You got to go on the road and win. I know it's not December, but you still got to go in September and win on the road and do these things. This is the next evolution, not only for his football team, but for the confidence of his teammates. For Tua to go in there and stand in there and deliver the ball with accuracy and not fit in but be the reason they win Segs. you know how because mm -hmm. people are going to continue to judge him until he's constantly the reason you're winning like we see these five or six or seven or eight big studs at quarterback they're going to say well he's just a guy on a good team that's being well coached as opposed to damn did you see what he did right he went in there and outplayed lamar jackson 
I know what Lamar's bringing to the table. I think I know what Tua can be, but think ain't enough yet, not only for them, but for the rest of it. He's got to go into Baltimore. He's got to play well, and he's got to be the reason they win. And he did it last week, but I'm talking about against this team and go on the road and face this test like he's going to face in Buffalo at some point in time whenever they play them on the road and at home for that matter. So, yeah, I think this is a sneaky, underrated game. Now, if you're asking me if this is a no-brainer for Baltimore, hell no. No. Miami's a good team, and they they can make some big plays. So I, I like this football game this week, and it's one that I got my eyes set on. Yeah, and it's a big game for McDaniel because, you know, he's known coming from Kyle Shanahan – 49ers to run the ball very good at, at, at scheming the run and they struggled in week one they won the game right. but they struggled running the ball and you know that just chaps his ass and you know he's wanting to get out there and and pound the ball in there but Baltimore's got a great defense so uh, it's definitely going to be interesting uh looking at Arizona at your Raiders both 0-1 both disappointing week ones I think this is a game just of we can't start 0-2 for both teams. You start 0-2, now you're like, damn, now, you know, especially for the Raiders, now you're playing catch-up with with the Chiefs who are 2-0, the Chargers who are, you already lost to, and the fact that, you know, you can't fall back in this division. Uh, for the Cardinals, I think it's a little bit better because the NFC West had such a rough week one. You're okay if you start right. 0-2, but you definitely don't want to. And so I think this is right. a big game for both teams. I think optics matter too, Segs. They, they they both were shitty. Yeah. I thought they looked awful. Yeah. I did. I watched them. I like, this is, don't start validating to me what we thought. Well, Raiders are going to Raider, yeah. which, which, you know what I mean? Yeah. All these weapons and car laying it on the ground through three picks, uh, taking sacks he shouldn't be taking. They're not doing, I mean, it, it looked like, they just looked like a guys that had, that, all over the place, but nowhere to be found when they're supposed to. They did not, they did not, that game, Chargers probably could have won that by 30. Yeah, it yeah, felt for like, sure. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. It felt like it. Now, in Arizona, say, I still saw, I saw the still missing some blitz pickups and what they're doing with the football. I got to figure out how tough, I've told you this, how tough Arizona is. I'm talking about where they can punch you and where they don't just beat you running around mm-hmm. like a pinball machine. Where they can throw it, line up, hit you in the mouth, and beat you in a fist fight. I don't know how many games Arizona can win seventeen to ten. Honest to God, right. I don't. And and I don't know if that's a mindset or what. They're talented, but I think this is an underrated game. I said the other thing. The other one's a great game to watch. Baltimore, Miami, two good teams. I'm trying to figure out if either one of these teams going to be any good. Right. Meaning Arizona and, and the Raiders, because first week and it's just one week, they look like a bunch of. They, they look like two teams that don't belong even in the conversation with the top eight or ten teams. Yeah, and let me ask you this about Derek Carr. You know, this is something that, you know, I've always looked at him, and, and some people have him ranked as, you know, top seven, eight, nine, ten quarterback in the NFL, and he's got that talent. We've all seen the talent, but I could kind of say the same thing about Kirk Cousins. You know, he puts up the numbers. He throws the touchdowns. He, he wins some games. He'll make it to the playoffs but he never takes it any further. Is Derek Carr starting to get in that territory where if something doesn't happen soon, especially now that he has Devontae Adams, we're going to kind of start comparing these two when it comes to, yeah, you could put up numbers in the regular season. Sure. Great. But you know, when it comes nut cutting time, cousins always throws the big interception. Well, we've seen that from Carr too. So uh, those two are starting to remind each other, trying to give Derek Carr at least one more season, but damn, if he's not close to becoming Kirk cousins. 
pains me to say because I think Carr's a really good player. Yeah, I, I do. And there's I, I'm I'm I think he's tough. And but Sags, it's not a matter of oh, are we getting close to comparing him? Uh, two more years of Dak Prescott, and they're all three the same yeah, dude. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But they for are. Sure. They're all three the for same sure. guy. You're gonna you're gonna punch him in on your you're gonna play Xbox, and you're gonna say shit, Dak and Carr and Cousins. Look at the numbers my guys put up right in the regular season, and then you're gonna be in a big game on that Xbox. And those they're gonna throw the ball to the other guy. And I'm talking about their mm-hmm. past. How yeah. we look. Yeah, yeah. Or they're they're not gonna take it to another level. You know what we're gonna say? You're gonna throw your damn controller up to, against the wall. Oh, dude, you take. They're just three same dudes in a different wrapper right now. Yeah. All have potential to be the MVP of the league mm-hmm. and all have the potential to make you throw the controller and be so pissed off. He's like, I can't, he can't be my quarterback anymore. Yeah. Flashes of brilliance, January disappearance. Let me see it. Big game disappearance. They're all three the same guy. We're already there. Yeah. We're, we're already friggin' there. So we'll see. And then speaking of Kirk Cousins, uh, the second game Love Monday this night. Game. Yeah, yeah, we got Vikings versus Eagles. Uh, two, you know, the, the Eagles went out and scored a bunch of points against the Lions, but they also gave up a lot of points. And we saw what the Vikings did week one against the Packers offensively. Justin Jefferson is just an absolute monster. We know they have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, some other weapons on that offense that Kirk Cousins loves throwing the ball to or running the ball with. I think this is a game where we could see, you know, Right now, I would favor the Vikings just off of what we've seen week one. You know, I'm thinking like a 38-28 type game where the Eagles have some offense, but the Vikings are just the better team right now. I would agree. But Vikings could go in there, and and if they piss down their leg, Philadelphia beat them by a touchdown and a field goal, right? Right. Because I think think Hurts Hurts kills you in more ways. He just got to polish it up as a passer, but he's so good with his feet. It's like, you, you it kind of prevents your pass rush from teeing off. Like they teed off on Rodgers last week. Yeah, they went and beat his brains in and got what four sacks and hit him a bunch of times. I love this game because I think while well, we talked about the quarterbacks being similar, Prescott and Carr and Cousins are all the same guy. Aren't these two teams similar? Sakes both in vogue NFC picks mm-hmm. this year as far as oh Vikings all that talent. Man, is this Kevin O'Connell the new guy? Yeah, they can beat the Packers. Philadelphia, oh, that's the big – go get A.J. Brown. All these draft picks, they're the in vogue team in the NFC. It's like, ooh, look at this. So, like the quarterbacks, it's like these two teams. Okay, who are you? Right. And it's an early season test. Miami, Philadelphia, similar. Both quarterbacks trying to rise. We're trying to find out if they're mm-hmm. really Super Bowl worthy. Uh, and with when you talk about the Vikings, we – damn, okay. All that talent. Are we going to keep saying, eh, Started out great. You beat Aaron, and then you won nine games, and he won 12 or 13. Same thing. These two teams, I think the winner of this game, I know I'm not playoff. It's not hyperbolic. I have Philadelphia in the playoffs. The winner of this game is going to tell me something about where their season's headed and how it looks. For me, I know it's early. They can overcome it. But I'm going to get a pretty good barometer on how confident, really, if, if where their aberration is or if the Vikings are that real. And if Philadelphia can play in February. Yeah. And then, I mean, speaking, you, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers looking back to Sunday night football, they're playing the bears at Lambeau, but they could be down Bakhtiari, their starting left tackle who did not play week one uh, Jenkins, their right tackle who would, they were down week one. And you just talked about the Vikings teeing off on Rodgers. Well, if they're still down two, 
the Bears, you know, they got after Trey Lance. Trey Lance moves very well as a young guy. And then they're also going to be down their left guard, John Runyon, who had a concussion in week one. So you might be down three-fifths of your starting offensive line. And Alan Lazard, your number one, now that Devontae Adams is gone, may not play again as he did not play last week. So you now you're banking on all these young receivers again, which Aaron Rodgers was visibly upset with week one with drops, running wrong routes. The timing wasn't there. I mean, mess around, and the Vikings could be up two games in two weeks. And, that's right. And you and lose to the, the rest of the season. Exactly. Yep. And you lose to a Bears team that's not supposed to be any good. You know Rodgers is going to start. I don't want to say unraveling because I don't think he unravels, but he's going to start getting more frustrated. And then if it goes into week three and we see more of the same stuff, maybe even if they win a close game, you're going to see him start getting more frustrated and more frustrated. Yep. And, and it could be bad. He doesn't want to become a babysitter. Um, and the Bears, in truth, this is this is house money. Right. This year, you did. they're going to grow. Eberflus yes. trying to figure out what kind of guys he wants. Cut the shit loose, man. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, what do you got to lose? Cut it loose on Rodgers, knock him in the mouth. Play man on the outside on these receivers and, and dare those young guys to beat mm-hmm. you and friggin' maul them at the line of scrimmage. Now, Sags, what's the spread in this game? Is it a uh, touchdown? Eight and a half or something? What is uh, it? I want to say that was the last I saw was eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half or something. Okay, now, mm-hmm. normally I would say when Rodgers loses like he did against the Saints last year, expect him to come back out and throw four touchdowns and for right. 320 and, and, and three balls hit the ground, right? But personnel still matters. And if he's getting hit in the mouth playing from his ass, this may be different. The safe bet is to say bet Green Bay because yes. Rodgers will bounce back. But I don't think this is a 13-win team this year. I think they're I think they're a really good team. But with all those injuries, think how diminished. The last time Aaron overcame all those injuries is the year they went to the Super Bowl when they won 10 games. They were the wild card all the way through, and he won the Super Bowl that right. year. And they had like 11 guys on IR. So we'll see how this turns out. I'm leaning in a game like this. You lean to the better quarterback, but – I'd be I'd caution people to think this is going to be a but now if Rodgers is right and they get some guys back well then of course they're going to be favored coming off that loss big yeah but uh, the Bears are going the Bears are going to fly around the question is are they going to have enough guys on offense to make enough plays in non-inclement weather I would imagine this week yeah the it was supposed to be rainy again and the Bears it looked like we're going to play in another rain game but now the I saw it that. has changed and and it does look like it's going to be clear no rain um I did just look. ESPN has it at uh, Packers minus 10. So that's where they had it last. When that's I saw lot, it last, dude. it was eight. That's a lot. So that, that 10 so, is yeah, a lot. It's it, moving that fast. Yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be interesting. And we're still waiting to hear about the offensive line and the two tackles. And they've kind of been limited and practiced and not practicing and stuff. So I don't know how. Regardless, um, if they play, they're not going to practice. They're not. They're not going to practice. They will. If they're going to play, they're going to go out there without yeah. any practice time. Right. For the most part. Right. And and yeah. remember, this is not practicing for weeks. It's not like this was just a few days where they didn't practice right. and they might not play. Right. Uh, and then real quick, looking at the college schedule. I mean, let's just go to the big one. Not we a got, great one this week. Sex. Yeah, it's not. Yep. It's not. I, I had written down BYU Oregon. We already saw Oregon get their ass kicked. BYU had a nice win last week over I'm Baylor. BYU in an yeah. upset. Yeah, I, I mean I'm, they're on the going on the road. I think I love their quarterback. I think BYU's tougher than Oregon is. I'm right. I BYU do too. in that game. Yeah, and, and I think BYU could push to be one of these, you know, teams that is 
top 10 late in the season and like around number around number eight yeah chance and we're talking like they're on the bubble of getting in the playoff uh penn state at auburn you know they remind me it's like oh remember oklahoma state a few years ago things yeah when oklahoma state was hovering yeah hell maybe last year the year they're hovering around they just don't quite get it byu's got that ability because schedule is going to favor some of the things they do and they're they're good football team right um yeah the auburn game i got no interest yeah like it's just like eh, okay but that's like your third or fourth best game i got the big the big game is miami at texas a&m i mean we saw texas a&m get their ass kicked last week by app state and and Max the, Johnson, Brad yeah. Suns to start now. They're making yep. the change at quarterback. And Shags, I'll tell you what I think. It, it, what I was going to say real quick is that until the production keeps up with the money he makes, yes. I think he's the most overrated head coach for the money he makes and the yes. lack of winning a division, even a division. And I know he's a good coach and a great recruiter and a great salesman. He's a better salesman than he is yes. head coach in the SEC right now. I think he's highly overrated to date. That could change, but you can't make that kind of money and get that kind of recruiting class and keep flying around. Your offense sucks ass. Yeah. Sucks ass. They better pick it up this week. And you can have a bunch of great talent, but if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a national championship contender. Especially in that in in, in the landscape of the SEC and Big Ten. You better have a quarterback. Yeah. So look what it's doing for USC. Exactly. Look, look what Caleb Williams is doing to turn right around and a play caller. Yes. Just like that. So yeah, I I, I won't be shocked if Cristobal's team's more physical. I'm anxious to see how Texas A&M responds this year. Yeah, I, really I mean, am. I definitely think Cristobal's team is going to be more physical, and, and I think that, you know, a quick punch in the mouth, that's what I want to say. I want to see Miami come out and punch him in the mouth to see how Texas A&M reacts. Pains me to say, because, you know, I'm getting my master's yeah. from there. My yep. kid went to Texas a I'd like to see him win, but I'm not going to brown nose anybody if you can't show up and and do your job. Yep. Great stuff, man. Yep, I that, love this. That'll be it. Fast-paced shit today. Yes. I like it. Moving along. All right, that'll be it for the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. Again, thanks to Bet Online as one of the sponsors of the show. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.